0: Welcome back, everybody, to Peter's Proffer. We're here in the courtroom of current events, and today's episode is something we're experts on, something we deal with all the time, and that is the recorded statement after a car accident. Do you have to give a recorded statement? Can an insurance company force you to give a recorded statement? We're going to dive into the answer to that question and what the repercussions are if you refuse. We get this question all the time from our clients and from other people just not knowing how to navigate these waters, so we're going to go into the ins and outs of it today. So if you have any questions or topics you want to hear about, as always, find us on social media at Tragos Law or send me an email directly. And that can be a question you want for the podcast, a question you have legally, or some advice you need for whatever reason. And my email is PeterTragos at GreekLaw.com. All right, so we're talking recorded statements, um, something we get tons of questions about, something that comes up in literally every single car accident case that we have. Um, so Pete, start out just by talking about what a recorded statement is.
1: All right. It's basically exactly what it sounds like it is. It is when you are obligated to commute. Well, I shouldn't say obligated because it's not always obligatory, but it's when you speak to your insurance company and they record, uh, the conversation you have with them. Normally it's regarding a specific incident.
0: So you have an accident, an insurance company says, can we take your recorded statement? That means they're going to ask you some questions and they're going to record it and keep that recording. So when we talk about recorded statements in most cases, um, before we get into whether or not you have to do a recorded statement, what do they actually ask in a recorded statement?
1: Yeah, the recorded statement is normally very cursory. It's, you know, who are you? You're identifying information. They'll ask you your address. Um, then they'll talk about whatever particular incident is. What was it? When was it? Who was involved? <coughs> Uh, were you wearing your seatbelt? If it's a car accident, um, you were you know,
0: wearing your glasses? Sure.
1: Was it wet out? Was it raining? Was it nighttime? And they'll go through what did you see? What did you do? Just so they have your version of the facts on the um, on the on the the event memorialized.
0: So they so again they they just ask who you are, name, identifying information, and then they ask from your perspective because you were driving one car, usually the non-at fault driver. Um, they're asking you from your perspective, how do you think the accident happened? What do you think the other person did to cause this accident? Did you do anything to contribute? You know, were you paying attention? Were you looking at your phone? Were you wearing your glasses? Were you wearing your seatbelt? Stuff like that. Was there anybody else in the car? Once they get through the factual scenario about how the accident happened, then they jump into the second portion.
1: Uh, second portion being, well, what's wrong with you? Uh, were you injured? What are your injuries? Um, And and again, the purpose is to memorialize all of your complaints as close to the uh, incident date as possible.
0: So they'll ask you what hurts? How long has it been hurting? Have you had any treatment for it? Have you had any previous injuries on that part of your body? Things like that. They'll just go into depth to really try to figure out what injuries you have sustained or what injuries you think you've sustained as a result of this accident. So when they're talking about that, they'll also ask you where you've treated. What have doctors said? What do they think the prognosis is? What treatment are you going to have in the future? And they ask all these questions and they'll be really nice and they'll you know pretend to be like your friend and they're just asking these questions. It's not a big deal. But what is the real purpose of a recorded statement?
1: The real purpose is to memorialize your version of the facts so when they go back and review the policy information, the police report, the allegations that you make for the injuries you've sustained, they can identify inconsistencies, at which point you're either going to deny coverage to you or uh, you know you're you're gonna have a policy. Or they're gonna
0: devalue your claim. Right. right. So they're asking you all these questions: Who is in the car? Or your son? Or are you married? Do you have a husband? Or do you live with anybody? Because if somebody filing a claim doesn't live in the house where the policy's written, they're gonna deny that claim. If you say that your back hurts but not your neck, and then your neck ends up hurting the next day, well, they're gonna say during the recorded statement you didn't say anything about your neck hurting. And they're going to use all the information they get in a recorded statement to try to devalue your claim later if they haven't already denied it. And again, if you say, oh, no, I don't think I was wearing my seatbelt, boom, they're going to tick that against you for some comparative fault that that you caused part of your injuries because you weren't wearing your seatbelt. So all the information you're giving them in a recorded statement is something they could potentially use to their benefit and your detriment in the future. That's plain and simple what a recorded statement is for to see whether or not they're even going to accept this coverage claim that you are making. So in the process of when a recorded statement is is uh, taking place, when do insurance companies usually try to pounce and get this done?
1: As quickly as possible. Um, many times, the soon as the insured notifies the insurance company that there's been a, a potential claim event, they will have somebody on the phone within minutes.
0: Literally, same day or next day, they're trying to get this information down while your adrenaline's still pumping, while you don't even know what's hurting yet, or you know, while you're on your way to the hospital, they're calling your phone and, and leaving a message on your phone for you to call them back as soon as possible. And most people don't know. They think, oh, I have to call them back right now. What am I going to do? Blah, blah, blah. So the next step then is insurance companies calling you. Do you have to answer? Do you have to give a recorded statement? All right, that depends.
1: And I'll tell you why it depends. Um, If it is your own insurance company, you may be contractually obligated to speak with them. But it doesn't mean you have to speak with them that very moment. If it's the other person's insurance company, you're absolutely not obligated to speak to them.
0: Okay, so the, the answer is sometimes yes and sometimes no. Uh, And the question that that's the answer to is, do you have to give a recorded statement? And the sometimes yes comes into play where if you have in your insurance contract that you will give them a recorded statement when a claim is filed, when an incident or accident occurs, then yes, you do have to give a recorded statement. You don't have to do it the minute the accident's over. You don't have to do it the first time they call. You just have to provide them a time that you'll give a recorded statement and then you be there and show up for that recorded statement so that they can take down the information so they can accurately... Uh, figure out whether or not they're going to deny your claim. The sometimes no is if it's the other person's insurance company, you do not have to give them a recorded statement and there's nothing they can do to punish you for not giving a recorded statement. But let's go back now to your insurance company. If they request a recorded statement and you refuse, what is the repercussion?
1: Oh, They can absolutely deny coverage. In other words, they're just going to say at this point you've breached the terms of the contract for insurance, we're not going to give you we're not going to presume that you have any benefits.
0: Right. So they can just totally deny the coverage you've paid for all along because this is a condition precedent meaning something that has to happen before they cover your claim is a recorded statement. So if you don't do it, boom, they're going to just deny your coverage even though you've been paying for it for all these years. What is the repercussion for the other person's insurance company if you say no to a recorded statement?
1: There is none. There's no repercussions because they have no, you have no obligation to them
0: okay so why would the other person's insurance company try to get your recorded statement because they're not determining whether or not your coverage is going to apply like your insurance com- company is doing right
1: what they're trying to determine is what exactly is your level of injury what happened in that accident that way they can send a very well worded letter to your lawyer sometime in the future saying we have a recorded statement your client that they said his, his neck hurts but nothing else so we're denying the claim for your back and your arm and your shoulder and whatever else may actually be hurting you
0: right and and we know he's not sure whether or not he was wearing a seatbelt and blah, blah, blah. They'll just try to, again, use your words against you. So the question is, Pete, you get in a car accident. You think you're hurt. You go to urgent care. They tell you no bones are broken because they do x-rays, but your neck and your back really hurt. They're stiff. You go to bed. You wake up the next morning. Your insurance company calls and says, we need to take your recorded statement. What do you do?
1: You know, the reality is, and I hate to say this, but insurance companies are businesses and their job is to maximize the amount of dollars coming in and minimize the amount of dollars going out. Um, You really need to have an attorney that knows what they're doing because when you start preparing for those, um, those statements without actually knowing what those questions are about, you may have a tendency to say something that's going to hurt you. For example, how are you doing today? Your initial reaction is out of politeness. I'm fine. No, you're not fine.
0: But But they will use that. In
1: fact, that's the first line item is spoke to client, client is fine.
0: Right. So, So the point is, if somebody is calling you to take your recorded statement, that is proof that there is somebody, probably a team of people for the insurance company that is already working on the case against you. So if they already have people working on the case against you... It's a good idea to have somebody working on your case. And in these types of cases, lawyers are on a contingency fee basis. You don't have to pay them anything for doing this extra work. So you'd rather hire them before the recorded statement because they can prepare you for it. They can tell you what they're going to ask. They can go through some of the responses and some of the questions you may have. And then you can do your recorded statement with the lawyer on the line. And the lawyer's permission is also recorded. The insurance um, uh, person, it knows that the lawyer's on the line, so they don't try to ask certain questions that they may ask if there's not a lawyer on a line. So whether or not you're injured, whether or not you're going to file a claim, you should talk to a lawyer before giving any insurance company a recorded statement. So what we always talk about when we when we deal with recorded statement is there's a list of warnings that we always give people. So, and this is one of the ways we prep our clients. So Pete, why don't you talk about some of the warnings we give people before they give an insurance company a recorded statement?
1: Well, warning number one, and it's the first and most important rule is don't talk to anybody until you've had a chance to talk to your lawyer. You know, the reality is you very well may have to give that recorded statement and you very well will give that recorded statement, but you want to do it at a time that is, right for you when you're thinking clearly after you've had a chance to, you know, to really understand what it is that you're talking about.
0: So you don't, you don't want to do it when you're on heavy pain medication if you did suffer an injury. You don't want to do it if you're in a hospital bed. You don't want to do it if you have a broken bone you're dealing with. You don't want to do it if you're in the middle of some kind of treatment or recovery. It's not a good time to do your recorded statement right during that time. You're allowed to set it out for a week or a number of days. Yeah, You don't want to rush
1: this. This is important, and it very well make color the way that your claim is handled, or managed at least, uh, for the entirety of the claim.
0: And, and really, all of these warnings surround that, how you don't want to rush it. And Pete said, you really want to talk to a lawyer first, but one of our warnings is also not to say anything that you talked about with your lawyer in the recorded statement, because that's privileged.
1: Yeah, and frankly, we as lawyers are going to have conversations with our clients to explain them what they're about to get into, and we will prepare them not to say that we're telling you what answer to say, but we're making sure that your answers are accurate and thorough. What you don't want to be in a position is telling the insurance company what you and your lawyer are talking about because that's your internal thought process.
0: Another big warning is not to give specific direct answers about things that you don't know. So they're going to purposefully ask you, what's your treatment plan? What kind of treatment are you going to have for that neck pain? The answer is, I don't know. I've only been to two appointments with my, you know, orthopedic spine surgeon and, you know, we're seeing how it's, how it goes. I'm doing physical therapy. What they want you to say is right now I'm set up for six weeks of physical therapy and make it seem like that's all you're going to do for that injury is six weeks of physical therapy. So those are the kind of things we talked to our client about. You don't know what the treatment's going to be. So you say, I don't know. This is what I'm doing right now. The insurance company wants to get some kind of finality. When we do demand packages and they negotiate settlements with us all the time, they say, well, we thought they were done treating. And we say, well, in the demand, it says they're still treating X amount of times a week or X amount of times a month because this is a permanent injury.
1: What sometimes gets scary, and we've had it happen, uh, is when the insurance company calls that insured very quickly after the accident and you're tired and you're hungry because you've been sitting on the side of the road for the last three hours and you just want to get this thing over with. And they say to you, what's your treatment plan? I don't know. I'm fine. Well, then you wake up the next morning, you can't
0: move. Unfortunately, you know what you are? To the insurance company, you're fine. Exactly. And so really, the the warnings and the pitfalls are, you don't know everything about your case the day after it happened. So our number one thing is call a lawyer, talk to them about it, let them explain it to you. Number two is, it's okay to say you don't know and you're kind of playing it by ear right now. And number three, take your time when setting the recorded statement. So this is something that everybody's going to have to go through when they get in a car accident. We've had a ton of questions from our own clients when they hire us, and we've had a ton of questions just from people on Facebook and on some of the emails that we get is, what do you do with a recorded statement? So now you know. And always, you can call us if you want to talk about it, even if you're not going to file a claim. We're happy to talk to you about your case and about your recorded statement just to help you out because it's a courtesy thing that we do for a lot of people that we know and that we deal with. So as always, thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you guys next time.